Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. Again, I feel like I I keep saying that lately. I feel like I say that like every three months now. I think that's called adulthood. Yeah. Adulthood. Is it? I think so. Is it normal to need a break this often? If you've overextended yourself, yeah. And I, I've been there. Definitely. Especially when I was working. I was still working six days a week. Yeah. But yeah, it's. And I wonder, too, if it's just me adjusting to this new position, because now not only am I a manager um, in in a retail setting, but I'm a manager in a retail setting that needs to be rebuilt. So it's just been a lot of like all that added stress extra going into it, like outside of work. Like when I'm not at work, I'm like researching shit or, you know what I'm saying? Like thinking about shit trying to plan shit <laughs> okay so i don't know maybe that's it is i don't have a true outlet right now because my mind is just so consumed i've been in the funk for a long ass time and that's just so depressing and now i'm looking for a new hairstyle because i'm in the <laughs> funk again but I ain't got much hair on my head left. So, like, what the fuck else can I do other than be bald, y'all? Maybe I just might have to have a Britney Spears moment. You gonna do the big shot? I'm gonna have a Britney Spears moment at this point. But if the solution is dick, well, then just bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I did just restart, restart recording again. So all of that is on fucking the mic. <laughs> Just bring it on. <laughs> That's gonna be the time. <laughs> Perfect. So you're having an existential crisis, but it's gonna be okay, Kim. We're gonna make it through. I mean, I know it's gonna be okay, but right now, while I'm in the thick of it, I just, you know, have got to breathe through it. Anytime I'm the optimistic. Uh, uplifting spirit everyone thinks that you're just giving the best advice all the time when Yo, you're, but I when i do it it's like <laughs> no appreciation none <laughs> she's literally talking me off the cliff and people are like yeah it's just a normal day yeah that that should tell you the strength of motherfucking black women black women always got the motherfucking team on our back we are here for everybody if that don't say nothing about it i don't know what does and it also shows that black men just have to have a little bit of empathy and we're like fucking superheroes right a teaspoon yo but how many people have told you i give good advice i've been hearing that a lot it's, it's dope ain't it no one said that to me yet so a lot of people hold said your horses to, a lot of people said it to me hold your horses I have gotten tons of uh, practice working mm-hmm. with the people I work with. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah. Also had to do a lot of soul searching to find myself. Did you? Did I? But yeah, I guess. Recently? Relatively recently. Not like in the last year or so. But my whole crisis that I I went through a similar crisis. It just wasn't the exact same thing as yours. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, that's what made me decide to, my whole goal was to move out. Because I thought the change of scenery would help. And having my own space would help. And it did. But it also made me even more of a hermit. To where you've you've definitely been over my house more than anybody has ever been over my house. And it's only been like three or four times. Exactly. And then, like, Akeem stayed in my apartment twice. No, once. He came over twice. And then my brother stayed one night. And he came over. So, this is all new to me. See, I'm so social. I feel like if I had my own place, somebody would be over maybe half the time. That's the only thing about being off in the cut. Now everybody knows where I live. So just, I mean, people, I've had more guests. People could just pull up. Like, I got my grass cut yesterday. And my dad knew the guy to help, like, to do it. Because I am not, I'm not cutting grass right now. <laughs> I am not, I am not going to kill myself on that <laughs> shit. Like, I straight just pay that $50. So like, yo, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> But bougie, damn, that does sound bougie. Black and bougie. While I pour my uh IPA only from Huntsville, like <laughs> into a goblet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You should have just recorded it and be like, hmm, I'll just pay that fifty dollars. <laughs> While I'm over here talking about my fucking financial struggles. <laughs> I just like, yeah, he wanted uh, a crafted beer from the uh, southeast region. Got some northwestern uh, beer also, which is sadly true, but <laughs> maybe I am elitist. Hmm. I think so. But, uh, yeah, so Saturday was record store day. Shout out to Vertical House Records, which uh, they had uh, green tea. Wait, Green Pea Press, and they're doing live screen printing. Hmm. And you could choose uh, one of four shirts to get made. Don't they have a store in Lomi? Or yep. st- set up in Lomi? Yeah, and then they have their offices on Governors. Hmm. I think we should look into. Once Letting we them get, do our screen prints? Yeah. Once we get a little bit more of a Huntsville following. Hmm. It will be good. I got some ideas for some t-shirts. Because I'm going to start collecting vans, I decided. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a vans collector. I bought the new ones this weekend. And I'm so in love with vans right now. I'm... Damn, this going to sound bougie as fuck, too. I've been looking at a brand out of the Netherlands that's almost like... It's almost like Vans. That is the <laughs> utmost bougie. <laughs> <laughs>
So yesterday, after I got my hair cut and I got my grass cut, then I recorded with Akeem and Doug for three hours, and that's the craziest shit in the world. So sometime this weekend, that'll be out. I was going to try to put it out today, but considering all the things that we're running into right now for our podcast, it's going to be on the back burner. But most of that shit is timeless. If you ever want to know what me, Akeem, and Doug <laughs> talked about on the phone, I think they forgot that they were doing this as a podcast. I'm very curious. Is it up on SoundCloud? Not yet. I haven't uploaded it. Put it up so I can listen to it. It's three whole ass hours. We do kind of get, I'm just going to be all the way honest. We do. Ask, Dirty? It don't, no, it's actually very respectful, actually. Huh. They do ask what's going on with your dating situation. <laughs> Can't wait to listen to that. Doug was like, I just got questions. <laughs> what are his questions? I think everybody's just trying to figure it out. But the other thing I did notice the is... The why, the how. Yeah, but... The what, the who. The other thing I did realize is the way I've edited some stuff out... I know the whole story on some things, but mm-hmm. other people don't. But I also think that it's better for us to keep some stuff yeah, private. Yeah. So some people are just going to think whatever. But oh, the ones who know, know. And that's the ones who need to know. Right. <laughs> as long as we got each other, all we got is us each other. Can't stop. Yeah, put Won't that up. Stop. I can't wait to listen to that. Yeah. I love listening to... um bromance just the dynamic between guys like i don't know it's something about when (laughs) when guys interact with each other that's very entertaining for one but it's just real cute like y'all really be like really (laughs) lovey-dovey on each other but would never actually say that but (sighs) it's just like that was the first time that we were all talking to each other like on the phone or in a long time because like when i merged everybody like they was like oh shit i ain't <laughs> talked to akiva forever <laughs> <laughs> and they were talking about it, like they're each other having kids and stuff and i'm just sitting there just like <laughs> and then and then i, I like call for something and they was like oh yeah juice how is uh being a dog father and i was like <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's it's tough man yeah even though that shit is fortified. I mean, it is. It that is. shit is intense. Yeah. Like, I ain't saying this is just like having a kid, but it's pretty being, close. Re- it's being the, responsible for another motherfucker is some crazy it's shit. It's the closest thing you can get to being a parent, mm-hmm. honestly. Because you learn how to communicate with your pets. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have health issues the way you do. Speaking of which, one of the best at hound accounts I follow on Instagram. Yeah, I just, I'm weird as fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bougie point number three for today's episode. So, one of the uh, Bassin Hound accounts, the um, dog died of cancer. Oh, no. He's only 4'2", and he looks just like Cooper, and I was, I was so heartbroken. That's so sad. Yeah. And then the owners, they just had a baby, mm-hmm. like, two weeks ago. 
Hmm. So they knew he was dying, but they were like, well, he's going to get to meet his little brother. I was like, like man, this was sad shit. And then I've been crying since I watched uh, Coco the other day, and I've been <laughs> having like a nervous breakdown. I'll just be in a red light, and I start thinking, remember me. And I'll just start crying. <laughs> oh, I have to say goodbye. <laughs> but shoot shit man i think i just had like a meltdown in like 10 minutes no man we both can't be melting down at the same time that's not how this works right we need balance balance my oh but back to the bromance thing yeah there is a certain level of bromance that is different from women relationships with each other and i i don't fully understand why well, I think men are a lot more vulnerable among other men. Yeah. So it's def. I mean, it's the same way with women, but I mean, we're vulnerable in general, typically. Right. But you don't really get to see men being vulnerable until they get comfortable around their boys. Yeah. Like, that's when you can see a little bit more of their insecurities. And they might actually, like explicitly tell what their insecurities are like they're just there's just a guard that's let down that's that was the the thing about like when we were talking yesterday because things didn't like i know like the whole locker room talk thing is the thing that people like to think about when men are only alone Mm. but that didn't happen that was like we got more in touch with our feelings especially like when we're talking about how we felt when we were in high school about certain things Mm mm-hmm but it wasn't a a toxic level of masculinity. It was three guys that are around 30 years old talking about life mm-hmm. after knowing each other since we were teenagers. It's crazy. And then we start talking about how we were all in geometry together. <laughs> and wow, Miss Spinelli. Yep, and then we started talking about that time Ross Fitzer kept joking on how she was sweating under her arms. Like, this class is the pits. (laughs) (laughs) And then we all, like, it was a lot of realizations that we came to. Like, for one, that Jen and Melvin have been together since we were, like, 15, 16 years old. And then that, like, Jordan was in that class with us. Lex was in that class with Jordan us. Jordan was in that class with us? Mm-hmm. Um, John Kill. Uh, I'm trying to remember all the freshmen. Amanda Wells. Because um, she sat in front of me, and I had the biggest crush on her then. I'll be seeing her mama everywhere. Like, I had the biggest crush on man, and then one day, I, like, I, I eventually failed that class. But one day, I, uh, <laughs> I think I got, like, a D, and she turned around, she was like, you're stupid. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> the love of your life. <laughs> the first blonde hair girl I ever had feelings for just crushed me. That's hilarious. But she was always really nice. Her and, uh, Abby Jacobs. That's who else was in there. Mm-hmm. She was always really nice. Her whole, their whole family nice as fuck. And smart. Yeah. Because I had a class with her sister, Courtney, and Coach Wilson's class. They're a really nice family. 
<laughs> she just sounds so fucking suburban. <laughs> you know, their their whole family is really nice. They're so re- pleasant. I know. <laughs> Those are like really pleasant people. Those are upstanding citizens. They really are though. Like that shit is dope <laughs> as fuck. Like people have said that about like the people that know my, me, my brother, and my sister. Who like y'all? They're really nice family. Like I remember Coach Hancock. I applied for some job, and they were like, "Yeah, well, one of your coaches responded. He said he's from a really nice family." And shit. I was like, "Yo, damn, way to come through, Coach Hancock." <laughs> But yeah, Buckhorn's weird though. Oh, sorry. Damn. The other thing I realized when I was listening to the other episode was my phone was blowing the fuck up. It was. Point. Yes, it was. And I thought I had cut it off, and no, mm-hmm. it didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh look at this. It was a family group me because I'm anti-social AF. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we gonna talk about this week i know you got some notes first thing i wanted i guess to keep this kind of light there is a upcoming unofficial holiday this saturday the 20th of April. It's, it's pretty official. Yeah. What We're we, just in Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> what we used to call the high holiday of the year. <laughs> high holiday of the year. Like not even just being just high, like high, but like being like the most exalted. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yo. So we got that going on. So in, uh, in holiday spirit, what are some of your favorite movies of the holiday? Pineapple Express. Which is on Netflix. Um, I like watching that 70s show. Yes, that 70s show is really good, especially because they are having high moments yes, at the same time. Yes. Um, I know that's not a movie, but uh, that's just feels right (laughs) um what else what else what else that's all i can think of right now you say yours and maybe i'll piggyback um the one that is on streaming services that i could think of now is uh up in smoke Hmm. cheech and chong Hmm. which is on hulu Hmm. right now Mm -hmm. like that is the quintessential uh weed movie like every week movie after is based on Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Like even the voices people do like hey man. <laughs> like that yeah. shit is all from that. Yeah. So like when you watch it, especially like if you don't know anything about Cheech and Chong, you're like, oh, this is where everybody gets this shit from. Mm-hmm. This is the quintessential smoker movie. My favorite smoking movie is Half Baked. Half-baked. Ooh, Dazed and Confused. Yes, that's also on my list. I love Dazed and Confused as well. Dazed and Confused. <laughs> Marsha Washington was a hip, hip lady, man. <laughs> um, another one that's on Netflix, but it's not my favorite by any means, is Mac and Dev Go to High School. I didn't watch that. I mean... 
It is what it is. It's a goofy <laughs> weed movie. Now, the quintessential uh, rapper weed movie is How, How High. High. Because that shit is still funny. That's the first one I thought of, but I was like, that's too cliche. (laughs) No, how high is perfect. (laughs) We take the test high, and we, no, we study high, we take the test high, then we get high scores. Yo, did you just see that shit? He ran through that fucking car. I'm a ghost, 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 ghost. (laughs) Silly ass, goofy ass shit. Um, Friday, of course. Which I guess a lot of people don't realize is, I mean, it's kind of a weed movie. It is. I mean, he almost, Big Worm almost killed Smoke for $200. (laughs) Like, if you ever really think about that shit, that shit is wild as fuck. (coughs) And I get what y'all niggas gonna say, it's the principality of it. But yeah, $200 fucking dollars, bro. $200. $200. My bad. Another always good funny thing about that movie is you get to see a, a very young Megan Good waiting for the ice cream prepubescent <laughs> megan good with the buck teeth and everything it's like, oh it's so cute <laughs> so young so skinny mm-hmm. and then also uh we got office space office space which has the greatest soundtrack of all time <laughs> to this day i love that to this day how did i forget about office space yeah, I'm going to need you to, uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, so if you could just, uh... <laughs> hi, Bill Lumberg here. <laughs> that's, my, that, that, that's my stapler. That, that's my stapler. I, the red one's mine. It's mine. Man, I want to go watch Office Space. I got it on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> Shocker. Um, another one that's on Netflix right now. This isn't necessarily a weed movie, but it's always so funny that it's good to put on, especially like if you're really baked <laughs> and you're like, if you've seen it enough, you're like, yo, this shit is just good background. Monty Python's Holy Grail. Oh yeah. True. Another sleeper from a newer, uh, standpoint is Grandma's Boy. Did you ever see Grandma's Boy? Mm-mm. I don't think so. That's a good one. Is that, that Adam Sandler? Is produced by Adam Sandler. But yeah, I don't a, think it's about video game it. designers. Um, another one is The Wackness, which is a great movie about a weed uh, selling uh, Drake. I mean, not Drake, Josh Peck from Drake and Josh, his first serious role where he's a weed dealer in 1994. Shut up. It sounds ridiculous, but it's actually a really good movie. <laughs> like it's a really good movie. I like watching just I like watching retro shit when I'm high. Me too. Like Freaks and Geeks. Like I said, Days and Confused. The uh-huh. Wonder Years. Yes. All that shit that used to be on T V land. <laughs> um another good thing to do is like when you smoke with different people, you see what their shit is like oh, to yeah. vibe to. Yeah. So like, you always got the people that like to watch nature shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like or Food Channel. Yes. Yeah, so like, oh my god. The best thing is like when somebody's really into it. Be like, man, them cupcakes look good as fuck, <laughs> bro. And then they want to go out and make that shit. You're like, you think we could do this shit? <laughs> I don't know, nigga. 
The only smokers I don't like to be around is the ones that like to smoke and go like do active ass shit. Like, whoa, bro. I didn't just smoke to use all this anxiety in one place. I like I like a little moderate activity. I don't like being like stuck high. Like, like I'm talking couch. about the niggas that like to go to the club. Oh. Like, um, mm. My anxiety <laughs> level is not going to allow me to do that. It's not even that, but no. The spirits have got me. The spirits have got me. <laughs> you know, I like to do things, but not... <laughs> Those go, things. <laughs> now I go to the club. Um, and then to round this out, we're gonna go with uh Scott Pilgrim versus the world. It's not really a weed movie, but it's a really good movie. I didn't see that. You gotta see that like it's way better than what like people they advertise it as. Okay. Like it's like good as fuck. <laughs> Your eyes just got super big. Because it's like a cliche hipster movie. It's almost like Juno. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Is it like a Michael Sarah situation? It's a Michael Sarah situation if he was in an action adventure. Can we talk about that though? Like, Michael Sarah had an era. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you have the Nick and Norris infinite playlist. At one point, like, people were literally saying, oh, it's a Michael Sarah movie. Yeah. <laughs> like,. He had a real moment. Like, yeah. But it also coincided with like the hipster movement. Is that is that why? Is yeah. that why he was popping during that time so hard? Yeah. Like he was typecast for sure though. Definitely. He was the same person in every single movie. That's why Scott Pilgrim is really good because he's a version of that person, except for that he has to use other parts of him. Mm-hmm. And I think it was I think the reason Scott Pilgrim didn't do good is because people were burnt out on Michael Sarah movies. Yeah. But yeah. that's the best Michael Sarah movie. And it also has Karen Culkin in it, who is Macaulay Culkin's younger brother, mm-hmm. who played, uh, I can't remember his name in Home Alone, but the one that wet the bed. <laughs> <laughs> the one that he had to sleep in upstairs with. He'd be yeah. like, he wets the bed. Yeah. That's Macaulay Culkin's real little brother. Real little brother. That's cute. Um, but yes, Michael Sarah definitely had a whole era. And I think it was like that mixture of Juno and their like awkward love story. Mm-hmm. And then Super Bad, of course, is which is like the most perfect high school movie ever. I loved Super Bad when it came out. Yeah. Because it's just like you're in high school. Yeah. And it's not like the bullshit of like, yeah, everybody wants to be cool and it's like, no, it's the weirdos that are out here <laughs> that can't be cool, no matter how hard they try. And then, what other Michael Sarah movies do we have? Um, Was he in that 500 Days of Summer movie? No, that was uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which that's one of True. my favorite movies He ever. had another moment as well. Yeah, yeah. Even after being a child star. Yeah. Because the whole Angels in the Outfield thing. And then he was in Third Rocket from the Sun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 500 Days of Summer was my favorite movie for a very long time. Because I saw a lot of myself in that character. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But yeah. Hey, have your moment. And then uh, Zoe the Channel is super gorgeous. 
And then I've she, never really seen the hype about Zoe Deschanel. Is that how you say it? I always say her name wrong. Everybody says it wrong. That's just how I say it. <coughs> I'm country nigga from Alabama, bro. <laughs> I'm only doing so well with this shit. She's pretty, <coughs> but I feel like she's just like classic, you know. She doesn't have any. When you mix quote unquote classic pretty with a little bit of quirkiness. Quirky people personality. Fall, people fall in love with that shit. True. Which and is why everybody loves Scarlett Johansson and oh, I mean, but Rihanna. Scarlett Johansson has a banging ass body too. She is curvy. Like that shit. Like what movie was it? Oh, he's not that into you. Mm. She was fine as fuck in that movie. Is that when her hair was shortcut? I think so. Okay. It's one of my favorite rom coms. Also. You should have noticed she was fine in the Avengers, though. So. Yeah, but I mean, by then, I knew. Like, she was, I was like, yo, that. Yeah. <laughs> she fine, fine. I, I knew she was fine with a whole, I was in the barbershop and a whole group of niggas was like, oh, Scar jo? Yeah, that bitch bad as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they call her Scar jo. <laughs> Yep. Um. Did you well, say all your movies? Oh, Blow. Blow is a good ass fucking movie. Blow is depending on your uh, Johnny Depp acted his ass off in that movie, and then also Pee Wee Herman acted his true, ass off in that movie. True, true, true. I true. forgot how good Paul Rubens was in that. But Pee Wee Herman is typecast too because he's always playing the creepy motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> I'm that Derek. Just, that's just who he is at this point. Like right. fuck typecast, nigga. That's what you <laughs> that, are, nigga. That's you. That's you. <laughs> You are like, playing yourself. Like a role model. <laughs> I say I say that's you. That's you. You say I say you been Affleck, you been Affleck. <laughs> Swear. Yeah. Um yeah, but blow also depending on whatever level of drug usage you got to it, it covers all bases. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh Wolf of Wall Street. Is that a 420 movie? No, nah, that's a <laughs> that's a, a Coke movie. <laughs> Hey, nothing about weed and that movie. That movie's about popping pills and coke. True. Um, weed songs. What are your favorite weed songs? Um, all of the ones by Afro Man. Oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, is it? I kind of hate Afro Man. Um,. <laughs> I like listening to um, Chance the Rapper Acid Rap. That has that is aging perfect. Just too. the whole album is just like a a four twenty vibe for me. Um, my favorite, my go to of when I'm zooted is Dark Side of the Moon. Hmm. You gotta embrace that shit. <laughs> You gotta ride. That that's shit. not a high. That's a trip at that point. Hey, fuck it. It's one of the same. <laughs> not for the lighthearted. And then anything by Far Side. Because mm. that's one of my favorite groups ever. Of course, you got Cushion Orange Juice, the classic mixtape by Mr. Wiz Khalifa. My favorite track on that is. Uh, the kid Frankie. I feel like I've heard you mention that before. Yeah. That's that's the shit. <laughs> um, 
Man on the Moon 1, of course. Even though that shit might take you down a dark path. It will. <laughs> Man on the Moon 2, definitely don't ever listen to that shit high. Unless you listen to Marijuana, which is exactly 4 minutes and 20 seconds. You never noticed that? Yeah. And 420. Um, I'm thinking. Erica Badu. Yes. Yes. Definitely. That's a good high vibe. Um, Pilot Talk 1 with Currency. That's always a go-to for mine. Hmm. Uh, the group Tame Impala, which is psychedelic. Y'all may know Tame Impala's music from on the Rihanna anti album, she sam uh she covers same old mistakes. Oh, that's okay. actually a Tame Impala song, and it almost sounds exactly like it too. Tame Impalo, Impala, like P A O L I M P A L A. Oh, Tame and Impala. Yeah, they're from Australia. Um. The Beatles' magical magical mystery tour album. It's always a go-to. Uh, Three feet high and rising, De La Soul. Cause De La Soul is of the soul. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think I didn't know that? <laughs> no, I, I was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some musical leaders about here. Out here making connections, thinking you're doing something. Then, of course, you have the classic albums of Dr. Dre. The Chronic, which, you know, has some questionable subject matter now that you listen to it. I consider Doggy Style a Dr. Dre album also. True. Which, I mean, there's some questionable shit on that, too. But my go-to is always 2001 Dr. Dre, or Chronic 2000, as the streets call it. Hmm. Even though, I think part of, partially is because you get Jay-Z writing for Dr. Dre, like on The Watcher, mm-hmm. and then on Still Dre. If you listen to it, you can hear, you're like, yo, it, this is a Jay-Z rhyme. And then, you co- of course, you have the next episode, which is the greatest song in the world to listen to. What? It just reminds me of college. Yeah. Getting high and, like, listening to music, like, strategically choosing music and, like, making playlists. And Speaking of which, I'll put a link to our playlist. Oh. In the bio we or show to, notes. We need a, you already made it? I need some more uh, input from you. What you can do is you make a playlist and then I'll merge them. And then they'll fuck with each other like on how high. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Genius. Um, what is going on with your boy Reggie Bush? I don't know what is going on. He tried to start raising a hundred thousand dollars for Nipsey's family. Oh, that was Reggie. That Reggie. Oh my god. Never trust a nigga named Reggie, except for my uncle Reggie. What up? 
<laughs> we don't trust nothing Reggie around here. <laughs> we only uh, trust gas. <laughs> <laughs> and gas we trust. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> they gonna be like, all oh, they do now is just fun. so sacrilegious. They're a little blasphemous. But uh yeah, Reggie Bush wanted to start a hundred thousand dollars to give to Wiz's family and so apparently they had sent him a message in private like, yo, appreciate it, but please don't post that. He posted anyway, and Karen Civil, being the bad bitch that Karen Civil is, mm-hmm. laid the law down in public and was like, we asked you in private, and you still did Wanted this. to be on your bullshit. You do not have the blessing of the family to do this. And so, so take this shit down. And it was taken down. <laughs> like, it's... The only thing about this Nipsey shit is it's been a lot of people trying to like, like everybody's trying to be the biggest Nipsey fan in mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. And I get that that happens. And it's, I'm listening to this music more than I did before, but I'm being honest that I wasn't the biggest Nipsey fan. I appreciate everything he did in the community. And I spoke on that on the episode, yeah. on some of our episodes, but yeah, I said the same thing. Like I wasn't, I wasn't just a huge fan always bumping Nipsey, but I knew I knew who he was and what he had going on and I knew, you know, that him and Lauren were together and I knew how great their relationship was and like I knew he was a good man. And which leads to our other point that uh the reason that Karen Civil told all of them told Reggie Bush not to do that and then has told other people not to try to get money and stuff. It's because Nipsey had his affairs in order. He had trust funds set up for his children. He made sure that they were going to be taken care of for the rest of their lives. Which also just shows how dope of a nigga that nigga was. Right. Like he had this shit figured out. Like not only are you literally out here helping your community, but you got your family together. <laughs> like you already setting them up to, to keep shit going. Right. And I guess this is the first episode since his funeral. So, did you watch any of the funeral? <clears throat> I saw only clips and I um, reposted the one with Lauren when she spoke. And just like super shout out to her and his mama and his dad. Like they, his kid, like they are, they are all just so strong. Mm-hmm. I saw, um, I saw Lauren and I saw... Cameron yes which like I had mentioned it before but it is crazy to think that that kid's parents are Lauren London and Lil Wayne Wayne, and his stepdaddy was Nipsey Hussle right like that's a lot of and then it made you like sad be like that kid would have had three really dope influences to grow up in yeah and he could have got pieces from all of them and I'm sure he'll get pieces from all of them but the fact that Nipsey's time with his children and stepchildren was robbed. Well, is, he was just so young, but the way that he was able to speak, I just. Snoop Dogg was also actually 
the the humor that everybody needed. Yeah. Talking about that he was rolling the blood on Nipsey's uh mixtape and then put it in. It was like, oh, this nigga tight. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he talked about Nipsey was trying to get him to make uh doggy land, I was like, Nipsey might have really been a fucking genius because I would definitely go to Doggy Land. Right? And he was like, You know how and, many people would? And, and he's like, Nipsey tried to have roller coasters made out of 40s. I was like, That shit sounds dope as fuck. <laughs> Bro, I'd be first in line to go to Doggy Land. And then you just had the, the Snoop Dogg mascot walking around. Man, Nipsey was a fucking, fucking legend, bro. He really was like. And then his brother is the one that I connected with the most. Because, like, that shit. The fact that he looks and sounds exactly like Nipsey. Mm. And then you also realize that the fact that he's the older brother. That Nipsey modeled a lot of his behavior after, after him. Yeah. And the stories they were just telling and stuff. About, like, Nipsey built his own computer when he was, like, 12. <laughs> over time. To record music on. Right. And then, like, the videos of Nipsey being a kid. Like, that thing was, he was a cute little kid, man. He was adorable. And then it's just like, yo, this shit is Precious. fucked up. The more and more you just saw, you're just like, damn. But, uh, he's already a legend. They already named Sawson and Saucen Crenshaw. And Crenshaw. Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle Avenue. Square. Oh, I thought it was Nipsey Avenue. I think it's Nipsey Hustle Square. Okay, they named the whole square after him. That's what's up. But yo, and then like the the videos of when he's riding around L.A. the hit with his body and they're taking him around. It's just like the like when Biggie was taken back to Bed Stuy and people were just wilding out. Like that shit is dope as fuck. And then, like, when uh, Black Sam, who's Nipsey's brother, was saying, he's like, if I die today, I made the set proud. Like, that shit was, I was dope as fucking, like, okay, bro. (laughs) Let's fucking go. Now, I do need to get my marathon clothing. Uh, I I got some stuff in the cart. (laughs) True. On another note, shout out to niggas that be, uh, Supporting all sizes in their fucking lines. You know what? Yeah, like, so I was like, on the marathon clothing, one of the things I noticed is most of the, like, t shirts go up to like 5X, which is even bigger than like me. So I was like, yo, this shit is dope because usually you don't see right dope ass clothing lines going up that high. You yeah. go higher than a 3X. You're like, yo, these niggas is doing shit. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't. So shout out to people that like, I know a lot of people be like, you're supporting obesity and you uh, you shouldn't make clothes for everybody because fat people don't deserve to look good. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, nigger? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's. Now you're seeing a change to where people are realizing, oh, fat people buy clothes also. Fat people have to clothe their bodies. <laughs> and fat people are very loyal when they see that a brand fucks with them, just like most underserved demographics. Just like people. It's weird. 
Fat people are people too. Hmm. I thought they were just fat swabs. <laughs> hmm. Go buy a sheet, you, you ugly motherfucker. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's like we make curtains in a fucking size. <laughs> That's how it goes, though, for women's clothes, too. Like, there'll be a lot of clothing lines that'll make, in their generic sizes, they'll have an extra small, but they don't have an extra large. So it's like, why do you go the extra mile for the small, but you can't go the extra mile and make the extra large? Like, Part of it is because people don't want, some designers don't want their brands in certain sizes. And I, I, I get that. But still, it's kind of like when you have like a major clothing line, you're kind of like, why wouldn't you try to get as much money, money as, as possible? you can, like on a business aspect? Right. Like Ralph Lauren, who is one of the gods of American fashion, has always had big and tall clothing. Dope has big and tall clothing. That shit's expensive, but you look good in it. It's Except for expensive. the chinos, because the chinos have always been kind of weird. Like the khakis. <laughs> I don't fuck with them Ralph Lauren chinos or the jeans. I don't fuck with the jeans either. But the shirts and shit? That's bougie shit. Men's Ralph Lauren is expensive. Yes, it is. It'd be like $300 for a button down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you you can find deals on Ralph Lauren though. You can. You have to get it on the next season. Like when something goes out of season. But trying to buy new Ralph Lauren? Oh yeah, you... <laughs> mm. Child. It's a hundred dollars just for a baseball cap. <laughs> I know. I'll just wait till next season and get the same cap. <laughs> for forty dollars, <laughs> maybe less. Let's see what Ross has. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but yeah, so big and tall clothing is very hard to find, especially if you're not tall and you're big. <laughs> So big and regular. <laughs> big and short as fuck. <laughs> big and bougie. You got anything for a guy that's a little bigger than this only about five seven. I'm sorry, sir. We don't have measurements like that. Well, it's a lot of us niggas out here. <laughs> Be like, well, I'm gonna need for y'all to tailor my shit for have free. Have you thought about stepping your game up? I feel like I, that's what should happen. If you don't offer my size, you should tailor my shit for free. It's harder to tailor something bigger. I don't give a shit. <laughs> if you ain't got my size, we gonna have to make it. I mean, but it's also one of the things to where if you ain't got my size, I ain't gonna fuck with you. Now, I will also, uh, I'm gonna give a, a wag of my finger to the people that exploit big people for clothing that price that shit all the way up. Yeah. It's like, nigga, you only added a couple inches to this shit. Why is Why it, it $20 <laughs> more? Right than the than the regular sizes. I'm staring at you, Destination XL. Your shit is fly, but god damn it, nigga, <laughs> eighty dollars for a belt. <laughs> yep, a generic belt. <laughs> mm. But yeah, that that big people struggle for clothes. That's why a lot of niggas give up on that shit. Like man, fuck this shit. <laughs> give up on what? Like like finding like dope ass clothes. Oh yeah. It's like, either I'm going broke to fucking get this shit. That's why when you see a swaggy, bigger dude, give that nigga props. Congrats. (laughs) Like, that shit is not easy. That is not cheap. Especially if he's not in Ralph Lauren. Now, if he's in all Ralph Lauren, that nigga paid all the money for that. (laughs) 
He is not like bargain hunting. He's like, I got to look fly and I got to look fly right now. On the other hand, some of this other shit, like, okay, I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, shout out to Marathon Clothing for that shit. Like, I mean, it's a difference between, like, my measurements and, like, Winston Duke. Like, that nigga's tall as fuck. I understand that. So, like, the shit that's gonna look like them, like, the shit on them is gonna look different because... They're like the Beyonce's of fat people. <laughs> you mean this goddamn style, you know? <laughs> Winston Duke is not even fat. That's what I'm saying, but they consider him thick. Oh, he's just a big, he, I mean, he's a big dude, but he's super tall. So him being thick is like but yeah, expected, honestly. But his beehive, like, because I have been, on another note, I haven't want. I've been noticing women's thirst level. Y'all are getting explicit. And that shit is wild. You late. Yeah, but I'm saying like <laughs> to where I see it. And it's like, oh, okay, y'all y'all really out here. Like being out here. Hey, more really power to it. Give a fuck about a nigga. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh as much. Because like I, I realize I do laugh a lot. I have to slow that shit down. But yeah, y'all niggas be getting ratchet as fuck. Like, raunchy ass. I mean, some of the greatest songs of all time were definitely... The greatest uh, raunchy songs were definitely written by women. We be out here shooting our shots, man. This is true. Like, My Neck, My Back. Freak Like Me by Dina Howard. Even some of them uh, Beyonce songs in the self-titled album. Plenty of them Beyonce songs, but plenty of Beyonce songs before then. Yeah, but that's when she was like, she was like, yo, she let her freak flag fly. And it was like, <laughs> salute my G. Somebody reposted that uh, that video when she was wearing that dress and presented to uh, Colin Kaepernick. Mm. What dress? The, it was like a mini dress and she had she had the heels on like this is post uh, the twins too you remember when she first started coming out after the twins and it was like yo this her titties were so yo, fucking it was full like, her lips were still full like, her hips were wide her legs were thick like somebody was like but she was still fine as hell yeah somebody was like that ass is sitting <laughs> like you could put drink on that shit titties were sitting as well it's like man, she transformed to another level it's like man that bitch fine as fuck and I mean bitch only in the most respectful terms <laughs> but oh, I think I think if you call this some, dress yeah Ooh, damn yeah yo she she killed that shit. You gotta see the video of it, cause I went super perv. Like when somebody posted the video, and it was like the when she walked, it was like, oh yeah. Feet gums. Yo, a nice walk can sell anything. <laughs> she just always has good legs too, though. Yeah, that's she's really on some Serena Williams shit in this photo. In yeah. this dress, like she's giving us that level of thickness. Serving legs. Ooh. 
girl yes ma'am okay enough of beyonce speaking of (laughs) what (laughs) i said enough too soon um beyonce is releasing her homecoming documentary on netflix tonight slash tomorrow morning or by the time you listen to this yesterday or yesterday so um i'm super excited about that me too i love beyonce documentaries obviously what's the girl's name that always does the uh the spoof of beyonce that sounds just like beyonce it's either sky townsend or jade nova i think it's jade nova like i don't know why i'm just so blessed (laughs) (laughs) sky townsend does it really good too like but yeah i love beyonce documentaries of course also i just like seeing her like be a real person and prepare yeah like the level of preparation that goes into her shows is always dope as fuck that shit is so fucking exponential this like, there's so many levels to all everything that she does. Yeah. Um. This is kind of off a tangent, but yeah. My uh, go-to when I used to get really drunk was to get on YouTube and watch Beyonce's videos and her Super Bowl performance. What? Michael Jackson's Super Bowl performance and his videos and then uh, either Prince or Bruno Mars videos. Shut up. That's hilarious. And then, like, I was always afraid that somebody would look like, Nick, why are all these Beyonce videos? Because <laughs> that bitch slay. <laughs> Dances her ass off. But it's just a level of talent that I'm just a super fan of. Like, I, we joke about, like, her being fine, but it's just a level of artistry. Yeah. Speaking she's, of... She's just like a... What is the word? I don't want to. It's not just complete, but like a fully realized artist. She's so thorough because everything that she envisions is like she puts everything together as a production. Yeah. Like I just said, like everything, there's just always so many levels to everything that she puts out. But she, she doesn't just half ass or give us anything small. Like she does everything on a level. Speaking of another thing, did you watch Gava Island? Uh-uh. Like it was childish Gambino. He made a, a movie oh, oh, for oh, oh, Amazon oh. Prime. Guava Island. And it starred Mrs. Rihanna. No, I did not watch it, but I did um see the clips of it. It was really good. Like visually. It was I mean it's 55 minute mini movie. It's almost like, you know, the Michael Jackson, like Moonwalker type stuff. What is it on? Uh, Amazon Prime. I got you. Well, I don't know because they might have taken it off now because it was on free for a while. Hmm. You don't have Amazon Prime? Hmm. You got to get your shit, man. I don't have <laughs> I don't have Amazon. I had it since I was in uh, college because they had that discount. Yeah. For your books, I don't. Well, I mean, I don't really order shit for real. I either go out to the store and get shit like a regular person, or are we having a bougie off? Yeah, like, we are. <laughs> the only thing I've ever well, really ordered offline consistently is like clothing. 
I don't order like gadgets or phone cases or whatever else off Amazon like a lot of people. Or audio equipment. Or audio equipment. <laughs> <laughs> None of that. Um, but yeah, Guava Island was sick as fuck. And then you're like, yo, Childish Gambino, aka Donald Glover, is really fucking talented as fuck. Not that I didn't already know that, but it's just He's flexing on us now. And that shit's dope. Are we about to have a Gambino era? I think we already are in the Gambino era. Are we in it? Yeah, I think by the time he released Awaken My Love and he got black people audience and it wasn't just white frat kids, Mm -hmm. that's when it was like, oh yeah, we got you, my G. (laughs) Welcome back. Man, I just still, that fucking, still haven't worn my t-shirt. I have to plan that outfit perfectly. I need it to happen with a pair of Vans. Stop trying to make Vans happen, Gretchen. I'm so (laughs) obsessed. I don't know how it spiraled to this obsession, but I'm super obsessed. I also realized recently I'm a huge Mean Girls fan. (laughs) You do quote that shit. Like, bruh. Yo, I don't know. I love that shit. I love bad bitches. (laughs) All right, this shit is all over the place. (laughs) It is, but it's funny again. (laughs) So, let's just keep the shit. Not going to talk about he who should not be mentioned. Ooh. Even though that nigga's wilding the fuck out. It's but so wait. dumb, but what's new? Yeah. That's why I try not to get outraged by anything he does. It's like, it's all a ploy. Like, I muted him now. It's just, like, fuck that nigga. Oh, what's some other somewhat funny shit we can talk about? Um. Uh, I wish we could talk about Game of Thrones, but. I've never felt so alone. On the internet, you as I did Sunday night. You didn't do what you said you were going to do. I'm a fourth. Did we not know that already? You broke your word. You betrayed my trust. When, Man, you're when, a really <laughs> good actor. Like, you know, like another shit. Like, <laughs> I, I felt real bad. I was like, Man, no, fuck this shit. Winter has come, motherfucker. No, um, I'm not a part of your cult. <laughs> so if everyone could just tweet Dennis and say something stupid about him not watching Game of Thrones, just say it. Mm. Hashtag Dennis, you dumb. Damn, that's an effective hashtag. Speaking of uh other uh fan mail that we've gotten, I guess. Let me uh, pull up the archives because mm-hmm. one happened when I was editing the last episode. Let me see. Fan mail, huh? Okay. Listening to, I think, all right, not last week's episode, but the week before. Give us a TLC moment. One of our uh, classmates and active listeners just uh, IG'd me. Oh, I know. <laughs> Bro, you too damn old to have a TikTok. 
like, man, look, I have to do this shit for research. And then she was like, <laughs> I was like, ha, ha, ha. I just wanted to check it out. And she said, so do child molesters. They ha- <laughs> I said, <laughs> they have a- aggressive advertising on me. Laugh a lot. Mm-mm. I said, the advertising for brands is real, which is very true. If you, if you do want to start like a like a creative brand or something, mm-hmm. they be recruiting you like a motherfucker. They be sending me all type of shit like I'm a rap artist. Like, dude, I'm just looking up audio shit for a podcast. <laughs> I do not need somebody to master my tracks to put them on SoundCloud. Hey, they just trying to uh, they just trying to make some money. Damn, man. What? My mama just texted me. Damn, 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 James. Which is another great weed song. Spody Odie Dopalicious. Oh, that is my favorite Outcast song. That's our that's the Shaboom's theme song of also. All time. Yes. Ask my friend Michael what my favorite song is and he will tell you Spody Odie Dopalicious. Yes. When I first met my my um grandma and my aunt were coming in town this weekend and then my aunt was gonna um leave my grandma with us for a week the um, grandma that's on my granddad's side that just passed and they're not coming no more so my mom is upset right now Mm -hmm. she was looking forward to that yeah yeah it's kind of sad i was looking forward to it too they were coming in for easter yeah you going to church for Easter? Sinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Backslider. <laughs> kind of nervous. You won't burst, burst in flames automatically when you walk nah, in. No, I'll be fine. Um, but I'm going to church because um, we don't. Belk is closed that day. So. Only good thing about being in a southern company. <laughs> I actually forgot. I was like, what? I feel like we worked <laughs> last Easter. But that's just because I be working all the time. Um, but now that means I just get to find me some Easter swag real quick. Target ooh. has this pastel blue suit that is so fucking bomb that I think I'm gonna go get. Target. It's like the cutest. Like I feel like I could be on the cover of Essence with Issa Rae. No, not Essence. Yes. And with my hair being blue, I just feel like being in a powder blue suit, like it would just be. Yeah, that should be dope as A fun. look. It would be a look. <laughs> so I might go do that. That's like the funnest part of Easter to me right now. <laughs> my, uh, when I went to my mom's house the other day, I was despondent. I was crying. And then my sister was sleeping on the couch and she woke up and she was like, are you ready? Did you say you're ready to accept Christ in your life? And I was like, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure what? yes she just randomly asked you that yo them niggas are prayer warriors now like these niggas be listening to Shekinah <laughs> Glory way too much oh my god bro if a song is gonna do it that'll be the song to do it <laughs> <laughs> no nah, my my mom got like my sister and my mom became like Christian hipsters so they own some like 
we do stuff a little different. It's not like the way that the normal people do it. It's like, nigga, could you try to upsell they, me on some shit? They like some Christian remix. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they dress like hipsters, <coughs> but they want to talk to you about God. It's like they in disguise and they like, oh, nigga, you didn't know we knew how to do this shit. We on another level. <laughs> we know how to reach y'all. We just like They peep game and they're like, yo. We about to get these niggas. Like you watched your uh, praise and worship. You like, man, look how these hipsters get down on. <laughs> Yo, we are heathens. <laughs> Swear to God. Ugh, I am not excited for that shit. But you going to a black church. You right. It is going to be lit. Yeah. That shit's always lit. That's the dopest shit. Like, I hated praise and worship when I was a kid. But Yo. Going back, praise and worship dope as fuck. That's the best part of the fucking. <laughs> that's the best part of service. Now it depends on how dope the choir is. Now, now if everybody in the choir is in attendance, you know what I'm saying. You got all your, the pieces to your parts. You got all your sopranos. <laughs> we ain't got no fake tenors on your this mid shit. sopranos, your altos, your tenors, your bass. And when everybody is in place and where they need to be, well, you got a full ass choir. And they have, they sing songs that have like melodic parts for every part in the choir. That shit be lit. Like those harmonies, a big ass choir. (laughs) Kim lit about going to church. (laughs) Like, oh yeah, we about to set this shit down. The music is the best part. It is, but why did we hate that when we were younger? Like, why was it like, man, bruh? Praise and worship is going on. It was being forced on us. But that's the only part. Like, we we just didn't understand. Gospel music is the only part of it that stayed with me through my heathenness. It's like, bro, I'll straight put on some gospel <laughs> shit and vibe. Bro, fuck out. Or if you want to get crunk, there's Ty Tribbett, there's Kurt Franklin. <laughs> Yo, Kurt Franklin <laughs> is. It's going to sound bad, but he's the R. Kelly of gospel music. Like, as far as just making dope-ass tracks in any vibe. Is he problematic like R. Kelly? I mean, he was addicted to porn, but... Who isn't? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit! (laughs) Oh, my God. Great. (laughs) Oh, that was perfect. But yeah, I mean that's the only thing that they used to say about him when I was in church. Yeah, he's a sinner. It was a huge thing. We were all like, "Oh, he has natural sexual (laughs) desires." Right. He touches his own body. How dare he? Shit. Uh, You mean that nigger was horny? Yeah, that's funny. I remember that being such a big thing. And then also, I think Fred Hammond got a divorce or something, and that was a big deal. Yeah, his daughter goes to a What? He performed at their during their homecoming week one year. I want to say maybe like two years ago. And um, he was somehow his daughter was going to A&M. She that's, was a freshman that year. That's what's up. Yeah. Um. Who? What other? Uh, Israel is now married to what's her name? Who? Israel Houghton. I don't know who that is. Oh yeah. My parents, I mean, my sister, my mom were hipsters. I told you, bro. 
Oh, that's new that shit. new shit? <laughs> this was that new shit like 10 years ago. Oh. Mm. He was, it was Israel and Newbreed. Mm-mm. I don't remember them. Yo, they got jams. <laughs> like, that, that shit bluffing. But he's married to old girl from 3LW. Notori? No. Not the one with the list, but the Adrian. Adrian Bailon? Yeah. That's who she's married to. Hold up. Let me go to her Instagram right quick. He he used to be the the youth minister for some big church. I can't remember. I mean the music minister. Bro, why are we having like a weird Christian nerd out? <laughs> <laughs> is that what this shit has become? Ew. Disgusting. Burn it. <laughs> you want to listen to two heathens talk about church stuff? Burn it down. Um, She probably ain't got no pictures with her husband on here. I think she does because, I mean... She's so pretty. She is. I did kind of like this is going to go in my other interests. I did kind of hope that she married Rob Kardashian. Really? I thought they were a good couple, honestly. Me too. That's I feel I like saying. they broke up over some bullshit. Yeah. I felt like they were perfect for each other. Same. And he ain't been right since. You know who else broke my heart when they broke up? Hmm. Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey. Really? Yeah. I mean, that show, though, you could tell it was like that shit. Like, when he got mad about the chicken in the sea thing, which is one of the classic <laughs> moments of reality TV. Is it fish or is it chicken? Like, he looked like he wanted to put her across the fucking... Wait, it says chicken <laughs> of the sea. I thought this was tuna. <laughs> is this not tuna? Is this chicken? <laughs> You know who Nick Lachey is married to now? Which is proof that Nick Lachey pulled bad bitches? Vanessa Manello. Oh, yeah, that's right. Don't they got a kid together? I think, yeah, I think they got a couple. She out here. Yo, she, I used to she love her on uh, T, uh, on VM, what was it? Total Request Live, TRL. Oh, look at them. Israel Halton. Is he older? Yeah. I think he's like in his 40s. I wonder how they met. You know, she was in that that movie with Ja Rule, uh, Church Girl. <laughs> Bro, my parents, like, <laughs> my mom and them still got me in they, uh church stuff. They don't look like a couple to me. Mm. He looks gay. So we entered the problematic hour. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he just looks like a gay man. He might be. Who knows? <laughs> okay. We are. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> this is why you don't get fucked, though. Listen, <laughs> like, doing a podcast. We can talk about, I don't know. <laughs> we started talking about Easter and we ended on Israel Hawk is gay. <laughs> He looks gay. Speaking of gay, you know, Tone X is gay. Tone X is, no, I don't think he's gay. He's, he identifies as queer. You just keep giving me these names. 
Yeah, I was a, a Christian music nerd at one point. Because I couldn't listen to real <laughs> real music. I couldn't listen to secular music. Same. So I My was, mama specifically used that word. Secular. secular. Music I used to devil. hate that shit. Ugh. Yeah, but I was just listening to all that shit that they were listening to. And then on Kaza and Lamar, I was downloading all that dark ass shit. I don't remember this fella. He was like Ty Tribute before Ty Tribute. Oh, okay. You got a lot of teeth. What? I've never understood that term. <laughs> like, my mom and my sister, my daddy and my, my mom always say it. <laughs> like, they, be, they always say it when they're looking. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because his smile is big and you can see most of his teeth. But look at that photo. Is that not the first thing that comes to your mind? It's like, <laughs> That's damn, a lot of teeth. That's a lot of teeth. <laughs> like, my dad was watching somebody on one of the local channels the other day. He was like, she got a lot of teeth. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> That's such a black comment. <laughs> like the thing I retweeted today is like black people don't give compliments. Like, wow, that's a really nice dress. It's like, where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> Who you got all cute for? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like that girl that told Wendy that time she was wearing them tights. Like, girl, you are wearing them tights. <laughs> She's like, what does that mean? I felt offended. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is enough, but we need, do we have anything else? Um, couldn't do Game of Thrones. We were going to talk about the Dwayne Wade, his son thing. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah, nah. <laughs> we're over that. No one has said anything else about it. Right? We're not gonna like take the opinions of trash niggas only and be like, "Yes, debate this. This fucking a waste." If you don't support the fact that Dwayne Wade and his wife support his son, who is, I'm assuming, he identifies as gay or as part of the community, fuck you. Don't listen to our shit. Um. Anyway. Yeah, seriously. No, like dead ass. <laughs> Stop listening right now and cancel your subscriptions unless you want to hate subscribe and hear us dog you out. If you feel a froggy, actually, <laughs> say you disagree with us so we can call your ass out each fucking episode. <laughs> Wu Tang, nigga. <laughs> I have no words. I have no other words. Because I'm not from like any hood ass place, I just shout out Wu Tang anytime I feel it hard. Because that's the closest shit I can identify with. <laughs> Wu Tang, nigga. <laughs> Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Uh. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Uh. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> oh my gosh. Have you heard any of J.P. Cooper's stuff on YouTube? He did like a cover of um, X Factor, Lauren Hill, with, um, does he have a guitar? Or I was like, this young man is what? 
he is what? J.P. Cooper. That's a white ass fucking name. Ain't it? But What's he's your like, name, J.P.? <laughs> He had he has like an English accent or something. I don't know where he's from, but he has dreads. Yo, let's talk about it. Why is it that like old school UK people got all, all the vibes? The soul. Yeah, like <laughs> what was going on in the UK? Now I know great. Like part of it is because Jamaicans and African Americans went there. Hold on, I'm gonna start this over. Anyway, I stumbled upon him. How beautiful. Anyway. All right. (laughs) I'm about to say something. It's very controversial. Here we go. I hate the X Factor. That's like one of the worst songs that everybody (laughs) always plays. What? It is not a good song. What? Oh, this is unpopular opinion. (laughs) Hashtag unpopular opinion. Wait a fucking minute. Bro, like, all right. Please explain. Is it necessary for every woman going through heartbreak to listen to that song? <laughs> the vocals, the the instrument, the, what it was just levels to the song that just made it perfect. Is it or is it just that people are basic as fuck and need some kind of... No, that's a good song. It's a good song. I ain't saying it's a bad song. I just feel like this shit is overrated. That and to Zion. Actually, all right, this is the cliff I'm about to die on. Hotel. <laughs> the Miseducation of Lauren Hill is not a good album. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue. We have to have the balls to be like the album's kind of overrated. Um, now it is for sure. For back then, it was overrated. It then. worked, but it for me when I started listening to it and getting into it, it it didn't flow the way I expected it to flow. It it didn't feel like a go, a cohesive body of work. No, it's just that people were really fucking with Lauren Hill yeah. after she left the Fugees. Yeah, that's what it was. Gonna uh go out this cliff also. Wycliffe's The Carnival is a better album than Miseducation of Lauren Hill. I wasn't a huge Wycliffe fan. Listen to The Carnival and you'll be like, oh, this shit is actually better than <laughs> Miseducation of Lauren Hill. It's just she was going through so much emotionally that it, that played a part in how people feel about that album. That sounds like you on some misogynist shit a little bit, though. Like it, uh, this woman is doing this emotional body of work and Okay, I'll contrast this perfectly <laughs> to make the point. That's the exact same way that you feel about eight oh eights and heartbreak. That's how I feel about eight oh eights and heartbreaks. Based on his other albums, it is not as good as it's not his best album. It's just that it it connected to me, especially at that time in my life. So I have a invested interest in that mm-hmm. that clouds my judgment mm-hmm. but I'm able to see now that it my judgment is clouded on that album we have to admit that with Miss Education of Lauren Hill it's not because the I'm feminine, not saying you wrong at all 
Is that because the femininity aspects of it? Because I think that she presents. That's one of those like jagged little pill. Alanis Morissette, like it's a stamp of a time of an era of female and young women uh, angst. I think people also give it a lot too, though, because what else does she have? Right. What are you ba- are you basing this on? Uh, the that unplug- is her body of right. work. <laughs> the only thing else we have is unplugged, where she literally had a meltdown on camera, and women were crying in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then also her showing up to shows late. Thank God I never experienced that because waiting on Erica's ass was a lot. I'll wait on Eric. I ain't wait on Lord Hill. Man, fuck Lord Hill. Not for her to come in there and then rush us through only 45 minutes of music. Like mm. The other thing is, the only two songs on Miss Education of Lauren Hill that I absolutely love are uh, Is Nothing Even one. Matters on there? Yeah. Lost One and uh her cover of Frankie Valley, uh, you're just too good to be true. I like Tell Him. I like, uh, of course, I like X Factor. I like Nothing Even Matters. I like, <laughs> let me go through the track list. What's the one she did? Was Turn Your Lights Down Low? It would have to been on that album. She only had one fucking album. <laughs> the shade now I do think it's cool that her one of her children well all her children will be the all her grandchildren will be the grandchildren of Lauren Hill and the great grandchildren of Bob Marley that is very dope yeah damn I think I only have three X Factor Nothing even matters until him. Those are my top, my most played songs off of that album. Even Doo-Wop, Doo-Wop is so overrated. Yeah, I don't really like Doo-Wop. It was catchy and like poppy, you know, to get people into being woke and shit. But like now, if you're out like on a like a soul R and B night. And <clears throat> that plays that shit does. It is gonna go lie. hard at the soul R and B night. <laughs> Or at the uh, spoken word, <laughs> which I've been, and that shit is dope as fuck. <laughs> don't ever take me to no spoken word. Man, you don't want to enlighten your third eye, no, my sister. I'm good on that. We can. <laughs> <laughs> you already triggering a nerve. Have just, you met me before? Just with that meter and tone in your voice. Oh, God, no. Thank you. Save me. So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.